Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone, or, or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the, and the lower bracket um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Hello everyone. It has been a while, right? Since you've heard from good old Storm here of Straight Talk with Storm. I've been taking care of my other business venture. Um, I did a soft launch of my Sauce's Best Catering business back in the early fall, but I'm gearing up now to really get into the swing of things. But This episode is going to be about two topics, and hopefully my Wi-Fi allows us to get through it. My Wi-Fi through Xfinity has been absolutely horrible for like three or four days now, so let's pray we can get through this episode. Um, I'm going to be talking about post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD as it relates to sex workers, and also... Um, pet peeves of escorts. And that's the part that you gentlemen really, really need to listen to. Um, I'm winging this. I'm freestyling it. I did not make notes. Um, But let's get into it. Um, With all my experience in life and in business, I'm pretty sure I can do this without notes. So first, let's talk about the serious topic, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, we became especially familiar with this, you know, due to war veterans or rape victims. And the rape victim part carries over in some unfortunate instances to 
the sex work world. That's that's without a doubt. I, I think we all know that whether we want to talk about it or not. We know it's a thing within our community. Um, but PTSD rears itself for all kinds of different reasons. Some can be horrible things that happened to us in our childhood. Some of it can be uh, abandonment issues. And I know people are like, well, that's a different thing. Well, it depends on how badly it impacted you emotionally and mentally and how badly scarred you are from whatever abandonment that may have happened at the hands of a family member or just someone you really trusted to be there for you. And when you combine PTSD along with the bubble uh, and closeted world that most sex workers live in, it becomes a re-traumatizing event all in itself. Um, I know everyone sees me as pretty strong, um, you know, like the, the mom to the sex work community. And um, my life, my childhood was a lot rosier than a lot of people's. However, things that have happened to my children have created a sort of PTSD for me because of their effect on me, even though they didn't actually happen to me. But when my children tell me horrible things that have happened to them, my daughters especially, uh, and, and my younger son, um, those things impact me. And so sometimes I can be watching a TV show and it can be on a familiar topic of what happened to one of my children and my heart will begin to race. I'll lose my appetite. Um, because even though it didn't happen to me, I'm reliving that event that my children have described happening to them over and over again. Um, I went through a situation years ago where my now 15-year-old daughter um, was wrongfully taken away, although now I'm glad she was taken away after finding out some things from a family member I had allowed to stay with. Some, some abuse happened there that I wasn't aware of till recently. And um, so I am still traumatized and still have nightmares. And she's 15. She's going to be an adult in three years. And I know it's going to be hard letting her out of my sight. Uh, don't get me wrong. She goes to friends' houses, what she did before COVID, spends nights, weekends. I'm not that crazy. But uh, anytime someone even mentions CPS, social workers, um, I become extremely frantic. Anytime I'm trying to reach her and she doesn't answer her phone, I become extremely frantic because that is a pain that I will never get over my entire life. And um, another example of my own PTSD would be um, basically <clears throat> I had had too much to drink on an escort appointment when I lived in Raleigh, North Carolina. And a gentleman, and I've written about this before on my blog. I think my blog is temporarily down. Like I said, I've been so focused on other things. But I'm going to bring my blog back up. I'm semi-retired, basically almost fully retired as Seductive Storm at this point as far as being a companion myself. My alter ego will still exist because she's a little more different. And um, But 
as far as storm goes, the blog will stay up. All of my stuff will stay up. That's a help to you guys. Um, those things won't come down. I'm still doing web design and assistant work. This podcast will continue. But my life is moving in a different direction for me personally. But I will always still be in the community because this community means so much to me. But getting back to it, I didn't even realize I had post-traumatic stress disorder from what that gentleman did to me in Raleigh till about two years after it, when I settled in Atlanta and I had a session with a really nice guy. But because he was a bit clingy and a bit too touchy at a pace faster than what I wanted, uh, I just remember breaking down in the middle of that appointment and losing my shit because it reminded me of what happened with the other guy and how my boundaries weren't respected and how ultimately I was assaulted. Um, and so these are things that you don't get over. I, um, my, I've been arrested and convicted twice of prostitution. And the very first time, I was so traumatized um, that I had to call a girlfriend of mine. She was my actual girlfriend. Then, like, we were, we'd lived together. We were raising our kids together. Um, but I was in D.C. and she was in Baltimore. And I had to have her bring my kids and come be with me and um, just be there and even take some of my appointments because I was so traumatized. I don't know if anyone's ever been arrested before um but that first arrest um the way it was done the way they made me pull my clothing down to show tattoos and stuff it almost felt like being raped not to make light of that for someone who's actually had such a horrible thing happen but that's how it related to in my mind it was the same humiliation the same um control taken away from me in regards to my body and it took me almost three months to get past that um I still I still I will call the police if I need them don't get me wrong but I still have an extreme dislike for them because and distrust for them even though I know they're necessary people talk about defund the police but deep down inside, I think we all know before we defund the police, we got to have some type of system in place that still is able to help get justice in order. But that's a whole nother topic for another day. But PTSD is very different and it's real. And sex workers, transgender people, and People who are black in general or of color are often left out of the conversation about post-traumatic stress disorder, mainly because no one cares about us to begin with. And secondly, because we're seen as a little less than human. And thirdly, if you're of color and you're female, you're thought to be the strongest of every person in the world. And it's just not true. And a lot of times what clients don't understand is we bring that post-traumatic stress disorder into our line of work with us or it develops while we're working, especially if you've been raped or assaulted or robbed 
or harmed while being a sex worker. It makes every appointment thereafter a panic and anxiety attack. It makes little gestures that you guys may think are nothing a huge thing to us if we're already dealing with flashbacks and dreams and memories and feelings that we are doing our best to resolve, but at the same time, we still need to make money. A lot of people would say, well, if all of that bad stuff happened to you, why are you still in the industry? There are some ladies who they truly have to, and then there are some ladies who don't want to be a victim. They want to be a survivor, and they want to continue what they were doing because whatever caused the PTSD has already taken so much away from them that it wouldn't be fair to them in their head as a person for anything else to be taken away from them in regard to controlling the narrative of their life and what they're going to do with it. And I'm one of that type of people. Um, But I just wanted to touch on this because I think especially during holiday season, people go through depression, suicidal thoughts, and it makes all these other things like PTSD and loneliness become even more magnified. And we're so busy trying to stick to our brands and trying to put on happy, smiley, sexy faces while wearing our gowns and lingerie that we don't allow ourselves to forgive ourselves, to forgive whoever, because if you carry hate for a person, even if they victimize you, you're allowing them to live rent-free in your head. Listen to that again. And I know how hard it is to forgive. I'm an Aries. I don't like to forgive anyone. But when you hate someone and you don't forgive, I didn't tell you to forget because I know you'll never forget. I've never forgotten. You won't forget. And that's good because it'll keep you cautious, which may save your life. However, you can't carry that hate, that animosity with you because a therapist once told me hating someone is like drinking poison yourself and expecting it to kill the other person. Hate is poisonous to you and your soul and your well-being. No matter what you believe in spiritually, all of us have a soul and that beam of light that comes from us. And allowing someone to turn that black uh, is like allowing them to re-victimize you and win and beat you every day. Um. I have trust issues and I also think part of why I'm dominant the way I am is because when I was younger, I did have some abusive relationships. Um, And I mean, really abusive relationships. They were really short because I got out of them fairly quickly, but that didn't make the pain any less. And that just conditioned me to not trust a man to take care of me to not allow a man to be the lead in a relationship ever again. We're going to be equal or he's going to be beta, but I will never, ever, ever allow one to control me or be 
as they say, head of household. I can't. And and I'm sure that's something I should work on in therapy because I know in my own heart that it's a direct result of what I went through when I was younger. But it's my safety wall. A lot of people with PTSD build safety walls. I'm also sure um, that plenty of you can relate to that. There are also a lot of sex workers who abuse drugs. I I am a functioning alcoholic. I won't lie to anyone about that. Um, Alcohol helps me function. And I know that's bad, but it does. And it beats, (laughs) it it sure beats who I used to be when I was younger. I, I, I used to, you know, do coke. I've talked about that before. I won't lie about it. I was never like a true boss the wall addict i still functioned i still took care of my family my clients didn't even know um but looking back on it again that was just my way of coping with being in the sex work industry and combining that with all my other issues um sex work definitely takes something out of even the strongest person like me. And then if you com- compound that with the fact that a person also has traumatizing life events that have left them scarred to the point of PTSD, where they are triggered severely by things, like how I'm triggered severely. Sometimes my significant other will tell me to calm down when I can't reach my kids. And he'll be like, you automatically think the worst. Well, yes, because years ago when I kept calling my then three-year-old daughter at the people's house I left her with, she had been taken and put in foster care and it took me two years to get her back. I will never forget that. I will relive it every single time I can't reach one of my kids on the phone. So I understand PTSD. Trust me, I do. I also understand it because of the assault that happened to me in Raleigh and how I now react every time a man tries to control the session. Because to me, you trying to control the session feels like you're going to assault me. So I get it. Um, And I also get how some people self-medicate and find themselves addicted to drugs and I have a two-sided way of thinking about drugs. I I know the harm it does because I was once married to someone who had an issue with drugs. But at the same token, um, I feel like I'm not against people, not my family, not my kids. I'd be highly upset, but I'm not against someone doing what they do if it's what do I want to say, numbing their pain. But I do suggest that if that is you, if you are listening and you are using drugs to numb your pain, I do suggest as someone who really does care that you go get real help because numbing your pain can numb you to the grave. It can ruin your life and then you'll have a whole nother set of problems. So if you're listening to this and you've got issues and you're using hard drugs to ease that pain, if the drugs are now controlling you in your life, it's time to go get help. 
If you don't take anything else from this podcast, take that. It's time to go get help. But I wanted people to know that I understand it. I know it's real. And that we're just starting to address Taraji P. Henson and Gabrielle Union and others are just starting to address PTSD as it applies to the black woman or to the black community. But I wanted to touch upon it within the sex work community because I don't think clients take that into consideration. Clients forget that we are actual people with actual shit that's happened to us or that's currently happening. And if you are a client who has ever mistreated a sex worker regardless of their gender or race, if you have ever crossed boundaries, if you have ever been reading our tweets and thought what we were saying was irrelevant, shame on you because you don't know the pain a lot of us are in underneath of these smiles and these pretty heels and these fabulous hairstyles and fingernails. You have no idea how much acting is a part of being a good companion. We are actresses. We should have contracts in Hollywood, most of us. So remember, girls and all genders of sex workers, And anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you have PTSD, be kind to yourself. Love yourself and show yourself the same compassion you would give to someone else if you were talking to them and trying to help them. Be kind to yourself. And don't feel bad and don't feel embarrassed because more people, especially in the United States, suffer from some type of mental illness probably than anywhere else in the world because we live in a shitty place that doesn't care about our mental health or even our regular health, doesn't give the health care that we need and doesn't give the resources that are needed to everyone and, and doesn't give a livable minimum wage so people don't have to be stressed out every day. So don't be ashamed. We all going through it. And I just wanted to share that. Now, on to pet peeves. Of escorts. Guys, please get a pen and pad. I might even forget some and that's okay. That's fine. I'm sure I've blogged about it before. I'm sure I've blogged about it more than once. Number one, not reading ads and websites and contacting us with dumb ass questions contacting us outside of our business hours or contacting us with one-liners or one-word text messages or emails. You're an adult. Take the time to read the, link, the, the, the companion site. Take the time to follow her rules, his rules, they, them's rules. Take the time to do that. Please behave like an adult. It is a business. It is a business. It is a business. And we don't have time to waste sorting through bullshit. I do assistant work, so I'm telling you I hate it. Um, I assist a few ladies that work for an agency, and I I, I don't even own the agency, but I can tell you I am so irritated every time dumbass messages come through the phone or an email. It, it, It rubs me the wrong way so badly. Gentlemen, please stop it. Like, seriously, 
read and just follow directions because honestly most of us see it as if you can't follow the boundaries those simple boundaries you're probably not going to follow boundaries during an appointment and we don't want to end up in a situation where we gotta beat your ass for not following boundaries during an appointment number two you show up to your appointment and you try to ask explicit questions or talk money don't do that it makes us uncomfortable it ruins the mood and it's a good way for you or the companion to get arrested again know all of that before you get there and if she doesn't have it on her website guess what still be a gentleman and don't discuss it let her take the lead she'll do what she's going to do because always remember you are in fact paying for time and companionship that's what you're paying for time and companionship what may or may not happen after that is up to the companion whether you like it or not number three Please don't smell like a dumpster truck when you arrive for an appointment. You all get on review sites, which by the way, I loathe, but you get online on review sites or you get on Twitter and you talk all this shit about a provider's hygiene, her looks, her weight, her age. I mean, y'all nitpick everything. And half of you all won't even wash your uncircumcised dick for those of you who are uncircumcised wash your nuts make sure your ass is clean or brush your teeth prior to a session i have had clients come see me who i've made shower and they still smell bad when they come out the shower i don't know how you get to smelling so bad that a bath doesn't even fix it but don't come see anyone like that you know, if you have to ask, does she have shower facilities available for when you get there? But be aware that that does take away from your time in most cases. Everybody has different rules. But an hour starts for me once you arrive and we walk into my room. At the moment you enter my room, the time has started on the clock. So um, if you are going to need to shower be prepared, whether you like it or not, to tip her or pay her a little extra for the extra amount of time that it's going to take because you weren't already clean before you got there. You may not like what I'm saying, but it's true. And it shows courtesy. I don't know what number we on, so let's just keep going. No shows or no show, no call or running late and not giving a courtesy call. Time is money. The time slot a companion books for you, she could have given to somebody else. And if you're running late, you're being incredibly inconsiderate because she might have someone booked after you and you're about to cause her to possibly lose that client if he can't wait. So don't do that. Please be courteous. Call or email or text if your time changes. Don't make an appointment if you're not serious and don't make an appointment if you're not sure if you can't show up. Just don't do it. Um, please never expect. We also hate, are you ready now? Can you see me now? We don't sit around most of us just ready to see you guys. Most of us have lives. We have other businesses that we're running or we're in school or just something or hell. We're just enjoying our day off. 
Do not assume that someone's going to be ready within 15 minutes of when you call. Please try to give the average companion two hours notice and some ladies require 24 hours notice. On the rare occasion when I will see someone, I need at least 24 to 48 hours notice because I'm not working regularly anymore. So I have to arrange that around my life and my family now if I'm going to see someone. Don't be a window shopper or a haggler. Don't go down a list of ads or websites or tweets and just contact everybody knowing you can't afford them. And don't contact somebody who you see, for instance, their rate is 400 and ask them, can they do 200? Don't contact someone who's at 200 and ask them, will they take $60? Their rate is their rate. You don't go to Macy's and haggle. You don't go to McDonald's or Burger King and haggle. You don't go to your doctor's office or your lawyer's office and haggle. Don't do it with your companion. Like, seriously, don't do it with your companion. Don't push boundaries. Do not push boundaries. That is the worst. No is no, and it needs no explanation. If a provider tells you no about anything, whether it be a question you ask, don't ask, well, why? If she tells you no about something you're trying to do during a session, you better stop. Because I know a lot of you think that we won't report shit, but some of us will. My little pretty black ass will. I know most providers are scared to death of the police. And I don't like them either. The last thing I want to do is contact one of them. But if you are boundary crossing me, and it gets really out of hand to the point where you assault me or rape me. Guess who's calling the police? Me. <clears throat> and girls, I've said this a, month, a hundred times. I'm going to say it now. Take and wear your misdemeanor charge, which you'll get with pride, and let the sorry motherfucker who hurt you catch the felony. It will harm his life more than it's going to harm yours. Let me think. Is there anything else? Oh, Yes. Explicit, unnecessary reviews or reviews full of lies. Just be, and, and some of you think that that's helpful to us. Some of us, like you really like us, you think we're ultra cool. And so you think, I'll write this review. But if you're lying about what we did, thinking it's going to help us get business, but it's something we would never in a million years do, it's not helpful. It puts us in a position where the guy may become a boundary crosser because he thinks it's okay because he read your review. So please, no explicit reviews and no reviews full of fluff and lies that are overly sexual just because you think it'll help your favorite girl get more business. Please don't, don't do that. Just, just don't do that. Also, on behalf of the few providers who still allow provider references. Uh, don't do slick shit. Like contact some chick and have her be your reference. And almost like make it to a point where we're not sure if the reference is credible or not. Because it sounds like you rehearsed it with her and you told her everything to say so you could get the appointment. When we check provider references, which, by the way, are the worst way of screening. They're, they're just the worst way of screening. They're, they're not usually safe at all unless you actually know the provider or unless she's just got a reputation that you know you can really trust as another provider. Um, there's nothing I hate more than, than... I get some providers are like, don't give me out as a reference unless you tell me first. 
But when I hear it as an assistant, when a guy goes, well, I told so-and-so you're going to call her. To me, it sounds like you, you've got her prepped on what to say. And I don't know if I can trust it because now she's expecting me to contact her. And I feel, honestly feel like you might have told her what to say in exchange for whatever. Let's be clear. We all know there are some underhanded providers out here who will just do anything, A, to keep a reg happy, or B, to get extra money if the guy's like, well, I'll pay you 100 or I'll pay you 50 if you just give this companion a good reference on me because I've really been trying to see her for a while. Really bad idea. It usually comes back to bite you in your ass. Lastly, the main one, one of the main ones, please, please, please. No, there's two more. One, screen if she says you got a screen or don't contact her. But please stop saying shit like, I'm a really nice 50-year-old white male. Nobody cares what color you are. White, white men have been serial killers and rapists for years. We got a few black ones, but overall, white men outnumber people in the crime realm of things when it comes to abuse of women. They do. So you saying that, it doesn't help. Um, so don't lead with that. I don't care what race you are, screen if she's telling you you got a screen. And if you don't want a screen, then don't see her. But don't become insulting. Oh, I feel like this is a job interview. Like you're a hoe. I shouldn't have to do all that. This isn't a job application. Well, it sort of is. It's an application for us to decide if we feel like you're safe and worthy of our time. So either screen or shut up and go away. Seriously, either screen or just shut up and go away and now I gotta remember what the one was I was gonna say before that oh man what was it I'm trying to think of some of the other things that just are so incredulous to me that I don't understand why people do it huh I can't think of it but you get the point there's a lot of things that you guys do that are annoying as hell and we really 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 wish you'd stop doing oh i remember what it was last one there used to be a time in the world when men didn't gossip you know when that was considered a chick thing women gossiped and men usually would tell their wife their girlfriend to stop doing it because it was a recipe for trouble depending on who you were talking about Don't be a man who gossips and acts like a little bitch about companions. Especially don't be the guy who goes to see one companion and during the session begins to talk about and bitch about another one. If you're in a bad appointment with someone, you need to privately discuss it with them. But don't ever put the other companion in the position of ending up in some shit because the other companion finds out that you talk to said other companion about them it's and it's not a good look like women aren't turned on by dudes who gossip like like women we're just not it's it's a really bad character trait i think for a man it's slightly it's slightly unmasculine like it it just it shouldn't it shouldn't happen men don't do that don't kiss and tell don't run your mouth about shit and definitely don't discuss 
a provider with another provider. And please like just just learn to overall what I'm saying is be a gentleman, be courteous, have some damn manners and respect the boundaries and speak like an adult when you're trying to book. I I think those are the main points I'm actually trying to make. Um I hope everyone had a good holiday and I hope we're going to go into 2021 and that it's going to be much better than 2020 was. Um You guys can find me on Twitter at supergirlstorm. Um you can find me on Instagram at seductive lower dash storm dot vip i think is how i've got it written um and if you're looking for my web design company you can find me on twitter at storm assist with an s on the end and i look forward to continuing to talk with you about things i apologize that i don't get to podcast as often anymore but my time is just really really full um but I'm always here. Um, I'm starting someone's website tomorrow, and I'll probably be working on that for the next three weeks. So I'm kind of alternating between my businesses. Um, when I'm in web designer mode, the food business kind of takes the back burner. And I also have a food podcast. Um, so yeah, I've got two podcasts to do. I've got three businesses. Voluptuous Confidence is finally, finally, finally getting to a point where I'm about to launch it hopefully by the beginning of March. And um, so, yeah, um, everybody be well, be safe, contact me if you need anything. I hope this episode is a helpful one. Take care.